0: Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate
1: hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly.
2: Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Boost Mobile. Where you never need a service contract and every plan comes with your own mobile hotspot and 99% nationwide coverage. By Summer Skates personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team, go to IcedimeHockeySW.com slash partners and order yours today. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Whether it's the Jive Chicken Sandwich or the Double Brisket, we are the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. By M-Drive. You're not too old? Go to mdriveformen.com for all of your men's health needs, from multivitamins to workout recovery. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA Division I in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalie and their equipment better than we do. Caesars Resorts and Casinos. An iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars resort you make your destination. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv, subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
3: Alright, well welcome in hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans as it may be. It's Tuesday night, which means it is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, our weekly staple where uh, we try to talk to some of the greatest guests in all of college hockey. We've got another great one tonight, but Scott Strandy joining you from a uh, chilly uh, Denver, Colorado right now, although I did see the sun for the first time in two day, three days uh, at about 5.55, a moment or two before sunset. Uh, My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on that beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you?
2: Well, uh, we're okay. Um, We got to vote today, although um, in the elections and the the races that were run here, there's nothing to vote for because the same people were on all party lines. So it said vote for eight people. There were only eight (laughs) names to vote for.
3: I mean, I, okay, you know, so let me let me let me
2: go down. So on this once for their a family year.
3: votes they win, right? <laughs> right? So let me go down this this list. It, you had an election so you could vote and uh there was an election day and uh, that meant our NCHE teams at least I uh, couldn't practice. So how do you like that? Well, apparently um nobody could practice today. Okay, Uh, I I just know the two teams that I was talking to today, and that's uh, Saint Cloud State and uh, Denver. Um, A little bit of frustration from the coaches, I think, the fact that they had to have their captains run the practice because uh, the coaches couldn't be out there, even though they were like I don't know, 50 feet uh, (laughs) in the locker room or in the uh, in their offices. But it is what it is. Uh, Yeah, it is what it is. Do your civic duty.
2: I'll say this did the, the players. The clearly in this particular case, the NCAA players have a better union than I do because uh, we only get four <laughs> hours; they get the whole day to vote.
3: All I heard was "vote." Um, you know, we but
2: the, the we get four hours if it takes us a, if, uh, under certain parameters to go out and vote. Okay, so we're allowed to okay. take off. Apparently. Okay. The NCAA is, 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 gives them the, you know, the players won the right the, the whole day. So good for them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they, I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if schools were open today or not, but
3: there's three times in college hockey to get me really amped up and a fourth, obviously, at the end of the year in the NCAA tournament. Um, but number one is when the regular season starts, number two is, right. um, when we get to, uh, the NCAA tournament. Right. But, but number three before the frozen four, even for me is when conference play starts, because that's when things really light up. And, uh, we had, as you know, Michael Weissman on, uh, Sunday night, the associate commissioner with the NCHC. And, um, he was tempered because uh, he obviously knows that in the NCHC, somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. So Yeah, um, kind of. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of that way in every conference, though, right? Yeah. The it's Big kind of the same way.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's all the – yeah, that's kind of uh, –
3: yeah. Um, so, But but the power teams in the NCHC are just phenomenal. I think we have – what do we have, Paul? In our Super 16, do we have five or six teams? I think six, right? Uh, six, yeah. Six. Wow. Uh, and so and
1: i don't thought, think anybody
2: could say that 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 we're, we're uh, well i mean they could i mean
3: yeah but let's I, be realistic of, who, who would of... you take out of that who would you take out of our top 16 there's nobody you well, take i'm the one that, that made it so why would i want to take any <laughs> of them out i know but i'm saying if you're anybody listening and, and have read the, the twitter account or listen to sunday night um when we give our uh super 16 uh, there's nobody you could take out from the NC well, well let us make it clear okay
2: um, you're you're the one playing devil's advocate here with the, I, I don't remember it. you asked you saying to me hey we have to compare our our super 16s and and combine them
3: <laughs> you don't remember that
2: no <laughs> okay um, oh. all, I re- all I remember is you being at the other end of the chair with the whip and being <laughs> like, do this now.
3: <laughs> Something like that. Um, so anyway, tonight we got a great guest joining us. We've got uh, Brett Larson. Uh, the, if you look at it, in our poll, he's number two, and everybody else's poll, he may be number one or number two, depending on who you look at. Um, but St. Cloud State, the, uh, the team that went to the Frozen Four, went to the championship game and right. lost to UMass last year, um, and arguably the best team in college hockey. I guess we have to say that. Uh, so we'll have Brett on here in about, oh thirteen 13 minutes or so. A um, couple of things I want to throw out there quickly, though. Um, David Rennick, his goaltender, named the NCHC Goaltender of the Month. So that is cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and then also uh, at Denver, <laughs> the greatest name in hockey, <laughs> the greatest name in hockey, you know it. Massimo Massimo is the uh Massimo Rizzo right is so, is uh <laughs> he is the uh rookie of the month uh in the NCHC so congratulations to Massimo um tomorrow I'll be over at uh, Denver again and be visiting All with right. Captain Cole Gutman before right. uh, he kicks off uh his uh NCHC regular season um and then, of course, Saint Cloud State coming down here to Colorado College to uh, Ed Robeson Arena, and um, I think we need to revisit what happened at Colorado College Saturday night one more time before we put it to bed. Um,
2: okay, I don't know why we have to discuss 95 power play
3: goals, but okay. <laughs> no, you know what I'm going to say. I got a new hashtag, Mayot Magic.
2: Oh God. <laughs> Where's the goal horn? That's what we need. We need the goal <laughs> horn right now, so I
3: can go. Mayot magic has struck Colorado College. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I got something for you. Oh, That's what I just did. Yeah, And speaking of goal horns, I don't know if it was intentional or not. I meant to ask somebody and I forgot at Colorado College. But after like their third or fourth goal, the goal horn went off like 15 times. So I don't know if that was just like, hello, everybody, we're here. Or if it was just a malfunction or whatever, because I didn't hear it like that again. But the other thing with Colorado College, they have a really cool tiger roar. And I captured that. I just haven't got an audio uh, form so I can play it yet. But it's just a nice tiger roar. Anyway. Chris Mayotte, stop it, people. Stop it. Don't tell me that Chris Mayotte is not going to be the best coach uh, at Colorado College, and that's saying something because they've had guys, uh, Scott Owens, they've had guys like um, uh, the commissioner at CCHA, uh, Don Lucia. Lucia. They've had a ton of good coaches at Colorado College, but I'm telling you. Mayot magic, get the hashtag ready right now because he has got Mayot magic. What a job he did coaching! Uh, I'm going to say it again. I mean, I I I like all of our coaches when they come on, but couldn't gracious, Chris Mayotte, Stop it, stop it! It's way too early in the year, and you're supposed to have a team that's not any good. You stop it,
2: please. It's it's we're we're going to find out, aren't we? Oh, we're going to find out this and He's a He's allowed a year or two, isn't he? Oh
3: yeah. People, okay. people were saying he's not going to be any good for years. It might be three years, four years. Um, That's no. not unreasonable. No, no, it's not unreasonable. But I'm telling you, that is not Chris Mayard's motive. He, he's he's going to do whatever he's got to do to win today, and he don't matter. It don't matter to him who he's got on the team. He played Brett Chorsky, uh, who I hope to visit with this week um, for the first time, and uh, got his first collegiate goal. On right. his first collegiate shot, right. and it was um, right in front of the net. Right. So, uh, big Brett Chorsky, and I mean big. He's not he's not wide, but he's tall. Uh, <laughs> it can cause some havoc in there. So, again, well, congratulations he'll... to Colorado College, and you know, um, eventually they'll put some meat on his bones, right? Oh, they will. They will. Just yeah. take some time. I think he's six five or some ridiculous height like that. But he is a monster. Uh, I went down the elevator with him the other day at Colorado College, and holy cow, uh, yeah, he's a he's a big boy, a six anyway. six
2: one ninety, ish. Yeah,
3: <laughs> he needs to put a little weight on, don't he? <laughs>
2: well, he probably can put on fifteen or twenty pounds pretty simply, and and you know, um, not really have it affect his game in a negative fashion at all.
3: Yeah, totally agree. And uh, Denver, of course, came off their bye week. Ah, uh, Coach Carl told me today that it was good. It was good to have a bye week. It was good to rest up some of his players. One of the things I thought was cool Coolville policy. I asked him, uh, you know, what was important about that bye week, and he said, you know, we've got a lot of new guys here, and he said it was really time for me to to sit down and communicate better with all of them and make sure they all under understood their roles and understood or uh, not understood, but made sure that they were comfortable. With everything at the University of Denver, not just the hockey program, so uh, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool for him to say that. Yeah. So um, that will be up uh, tonight. It might already be up. I just haven't tweeted it yet. Maybe that's a problem. Yeah, that could be. And I'm
2: <laughs> very much interested to see how they come out um, this weekend at North Dakota. Um, fortunately, uh, I'll. I don't. This uh, Friday night, I'll probably be. Uh, watching that game live Saturday, I might have to watch either on a replay or, you know, because I might, you know, leave the basement for a few minutes. But, um,
3: wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Don't let that but, get out. Well, I don't <laughs> want to ruin the <laughs> image. I, I, I also heard rumors that you might even be contemplating a Quinnipiac ASU visit.
2: Uh, it's too far away to to, 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 to get to that point now.
3: Okay. Just checking. Just uh,
2: checking. I, well, cont- I guess you could say I'm contemplating it. Let's let's see what happens. Um, I can't think that far ahead, to be honest with you. I just can't.
3: <laughs> okay, so anyway, we are, uh, we're all they jacked up. They don't roll up. out
2: the red carpet for me like they do for you.
3: <laughs> we're all jacked up for NCHC hockey. Uh, the other thing, I did get a little smile out of David Carl today when I told him that I said, you know, it's a lot better to go to Grand Forks the uh, first weekend of November than the first weekend of January. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he said, yeah. Wow. You're,
2: you're right. Captain Obvious right there.
3: <laughs> but I made him laugh a little bit because it's hard to get Amazing. Coach Carl to crack a smile. Yeah, so, but he also knows you aren't wrong. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, so that's all the excitement coming up. Uh, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined by uh, the head coach from St. Cloud State, and uh, we look forward to uh, to visiting with uh, Coach Brett Larson. And, uh, man, what a job he's done. He's only been there a few years. But, uh, man, he's got a lot of ups and downs and mostly ups, but um, some stuff off the ice that he's had to deal with. Uh, uh, of course, the passing of uh, Bob Motzko, the previous coach, and now the current coach at the Gophers, his son, Mac, uh, this summer. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to, uh, to get his thoughts on that and um, – different things like that. So let's take a quick break, Paul. Let's come back and let's, uh, let's go right to uh, the man himself, Brett Larson in about two minutes.
1: Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy, big William Carlson fan or is Austin Matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more thirsty after getting off the ice our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat comfortable and durable show up to the rink in style an authorized retailer of summer skates You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference.
2: Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv.
1: If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burrito served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly.
3: All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Another College Hockey Southwest Weekly. A very special guest joining Paul and myself tonight. We've got the head coach from the number one ranked uh, St. Cloud State Huskies, Brett Larson, is joining us. Brett, Scott and Paul with you. How are you
0: today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay,
3: okay. Let's, let's take a step backwards, Coach, before we start talking about this season. Boy, you guys were really close to an NCAA championship last year. I was in Pittsburgh. Uh, there weren't many other people in Pittsburgh. But uh, let's revisit that a little bit, if you could.
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, well, it's funny. You're right. There, there, there weren't. Lot of people in Pittsburgh is for a normal Frozen Four, but it felt like a ton because it was close to the first time we got had fans. So 5,000 people in that, in that 19,000 sheet ring still felt like a lot of fun for the guys, more of the energy. So uh, we enjoyed it. It was a heck of an event. I thought Pittsburgh did a great job. Obviously, us playing an in rival in game one and being able to score a goal late to, to beat them was huge and, and a great game, we thought. and Obviously, the, the final didn't go our way, and it, it was UMass' night, but it's uh, still an experience that we'll never forget. and certainly really proud of the guys, and, and hopefully getting that close and getting a taste of that um, keeps this group real hungry to want to get back there.
3: Let me follow that up. Paul, if I can follow that up just one second. Um, So that leads me in, Coach, to ask you, how in the world were you able to keep everybody? Uh, It was such a crazy year in college hockey with the transfer portal and the pandemic, and what a terrific job you guys did at keeping
0: your guys together. Yeah, we were obviously really excited to get everybody back. I mean, the reason the reason we made it, in my opinion, is because we have a really tight group. These guys really care about each other. They wanted another chance to, to, to try again. and They know it's not going to be easy to get back there, and there's no guarantees. But I think as close as they were and as close as they got to that ultimate goal, um, they all wanted to come back and give it a try again. Obviously, we lost a couple of guys. You know, Will Hammer was was a big loss. Jerry Cockrell, uh, um, Tyler Anderson, uh, a few of those guys. But, um but other than that, everybody came back and everyone wanted another chance at it. Coach, with all those guys coming back, and you have basically uh, half
1: your, your, the, the roster you put out every night uh, is seniors and grad transfers. Do you have to, does it make you coach a little different? Maybe not necessarily the information you dish out, but uh, does it allow you to kind of
0: step back just a little bit and let the players do their thing? Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because kind of our staffs, you know, every year you go into the year and, you know, there's going to be challenges one way or the other. And there's going to be, you know, things that you focus on as, as a staff. I mean, this year, sure, you know, our word was under coaching. Um, we didn't want to uh, try to overcoach this group. We wanted to prepare them physically. Um, we wanted to make sure certain areas, obviously, goaltending special teams, that type of thing we were but other than that, we don't want them overthink things. We want to uh, put them in a situation go out there and compete and play together and get after it without uh, slowing things down by overthinking it. So as a staff, we've we tried to do the best we can to undercoach and let him play.
3: Coach, when we talk about the conference you're in, it's uh, arguably the well, I'm not even to say arguably, I'm going to say it is the best conference in college hockey, but um, talk a little bit about the start of NCHC play right now. I know you're coming down here to Colorado College. I will see you in person. And uh, just talk a little bit about that league and, and how good it really is.
0: Well, yeah, I think our toughest playoff game last year, in all honesty, was was a two to one win against Colorado college in the first game of the, uh, the NCCC tournament. And, and and that being said, they had about half the guys out with COVID. Uh, you looked over at their bench, they hardly had anybody there, but those guys put up a fight. And, uh, um, this league night in and night out is the best league in college hockey. There's no league deeper. Um, Every night's a battle. If you don't play your best, you're going to lose. And uh, I'm watching Colorado College right now on tape, obviously, and and I see that they've got that uh, uh, they've got that little bit of a swagger right now. They've had some big wins early, obviously. Just want a huge, huge game at home by a lopsided score, and they're playing in front of their fans, a new with a new coach, and uh, uh, they've got some they've got some jump right now, and, and they're going to be coming hard, and they know that. Coach, does it kind of almost scare you a little bit? Or or does it just make you, like, dig in deeper? Because this league is usually four or five teams deep on a regular basis. And and, and this year it might be six or more with, with, with CC, um doing things a little bit differently. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I don't know if it scares me the right word. It motivates me. I can tell you that. It, it motivates us. Uh, to try to get better every day and try to push this team to get better every day because if you stay stagnant you're going to get passed real quick Um, because the coaching is too good in this league the players are too good college hockey right now I think it's going to be a really fun year for the fans as I think they're already seeing I mean it's it's going to be the oldest year of college hockey where a lot of players return for a fifth year lineups are deep teams are solid um It's very motivated and ready to go. So it's motivating us this week to make sure that we're ready because we know they're going to come out with a lot of jump. And uh, if we go out there and and we're sleeping that first period, we're going to dig a big hole for us. So uh, we're definitely aware of the challenge ahead. Brent, is it a challenge, Coach, that you're going to be playing in a building for the first time? I think that, uh, you know what, It's interesting. It it is a challenge for sure, but it also brings an exciting level. Like, we're excited to go play in that rank. We know it's going to be fun. It it certainly looks like a great environment, great atmosphere, and that's what you want on the road. I mean, we, just in general, it's been such a fun start to. Uh, you know, give you an example. We go into Mankato and it's packed two nights in a row, and, and, and the crowd's going crazy, and it's, it's big time hockey games. And then we go into Minnesota with eight thousand, and heck, it's been over a year since we played in front of fans like that. Then we come back to St. Cloud; it's jam packed with six, not an empty seat. And you know, it's 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 just so much fun to be able to play in front of fans again and have that energy. I think our guys are actually, even the even though they know it adds to the challenge because is going to be coming out hard. It's certainly um it's why you play it's that excitement of playing in this league in front of crowds that are, are that crazy and, and getting after it and uh i think it just brings another excitement level especially after a year where you didn't have the chance
3: brett i uh we had uh michael weissman on the show the other day and uh we were talking about the nchc and he said you know he really looks at the non-conference uh very closely because Usually what happens is that in the NCHC, when you're playing each other, somebody wins, somebody loses. So the power conference is there. But you really make your hay, if you will, in, uh, in the non-conference. And you guys didn't take it easy. I mean, you started with St. Thomas, a new program. Then you have Minnesota State. Then you got Minnesota. And then you go to Wisconsin. Or you, uh, had Wisconsin come to you, I should say. Um, so talk about that non-conference and how important that is uh, in the end end game, if you
0: will. Well, it's critical because obviously you're, you're always looking at the pairwise, right? Uh, every team's main goal is to make the NCAA tournament. That's, that's what it's all about and, and then try to make a run once you get there. So there's a formula in our league. I mean, if you can put together a good non-conference schedule win some games against some highly rated teams that you think are, are going to be high at the end, like we believe, you know, those two, obviously St. Thomas, like you said, is, is, is building, but uh, Minnesota and, and, and Kato and even Wisconsin, those teams, perennial top 10 teams in the country, if you need some wins Against those teams, fair wise, to be honest, in that league, you know, usually if you go five hundred, you got a good chance of making the tournament. Uh, because, like you said, somebody's winning, somebody's losing every night in that league. And it's hard to go on very extended runs. So, the non-conference, of course, your your, your schedule is just critical on making the NCAA tournament. Uh, Coach, you guys suffered a very tough injury uh, at the end of the season last year. Uh, and having Easton Brazinski go down. Uh, is he 100%? Because I kind of compare him to what happened with the Islanders and, and another Minnesota guy in the Andrews League, uh, yep. missing that, that, that key guy there at the very end. He is not 100%, but he's playing through it, you know, and it's one of those things that the doctors tell us, you know, he can't make it worse, he's actually got to go through this to, to get better, um, and uh, he's, he's playing with some pain after games, they're showing us some stiffness after games, but luckily, not luckily, but as I, I guess as the medical experts have told us, each week is getting a little bit better, so I'm hoping here that, that Easton can really fight through it at the beginning of the year, that it's going to pay off, that we, you know, we, the way our schedule works, we've got a pretty long Christmas break this year, about three and a half weeks. Um, use that that time to rehab and whatnot. And I'm hoping uh, by the second half of the year, Easton's going to be 100. Um, does it help that you have a very balanced roster, or at least at this point, still very balanced scoring uh, uh, amongst your team leaders? It doesn't. And we've always been built like that. You know, we've, we've been a four line team. They all contribute. Um, we're, we're not the team usually that has one line that does all the damage. It, it can be any of them on a, on a different night. And, uh, We've had a pretty balanced scoring throughout the lineup. and That's going to be a key for us, so uh, that does help. And, and the nice thing is even to that, that 90%, he's contributed, and he's been a big part of our offense here early. He's, he's a really good power play player for us and, and does a lot of good things there, and he's been able to contribute even though he hasn't been 100%. So certainly looking forward to getting him back full speed here. Uh, but right now he's still contributing, and, and, and he's working through it.
3: Coach, uh, you know, everybody wants to build from the goal out, and certainly your goaltending uh, room is is very solid uh, with David and Jackson and Joey and uh, everything that gets done there. So I know you're, you're pretty happy about that. I'll let you talk about that in just a second. But last weekend I saw that Colorado College Air Force game, and uh, you know uh, Frank very well. Um, is, is there any time that you've ever seen uh, a coach have to go through three goaltenders without an injury?
0: Boy, back in Dean Blazes' days, he used to rattle through some coaches once, some coaches once in a while. I know that. Uh, yeah, he wasn't afraid to tug one out, put one back in, pull the other guys. But, you know, not that he, not that he had to do it often with the teams either. Literally just watched that game on tape before I got on the phone with you guys. And, you know, obviously with the special teams and, and whatnot, uh, CC kind of got on a roll. I think at one point they had, they had five goals on 11 shots, um, but but the shots were all quality. You know, there were power play plays right around the net and whatnot. It was just one of those nights for Air Force. It happens occasionally, and, and you just kind of flush and move on. But the thing I, I liked about in college, college was they were – they were sharp enough to capitalize on those opportunities when they got them. And I thought I, 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 CC uh, earned it that night, and, and they looked like a really good hockey club.
3: Okay, so the experience on your end of it in goal, talk a little bit about those guys and, and how solid they are and how they solidify your roster.
0: Well, you know, for us, David Renner came back with something to prove. You know, uh, obviously he got a pro-offer at the end of last year and, and didn't feel it was the right offer and, and for him at the time. And uh, and I think that with a fire under him and, and, and it really – Really, he came back with something to prove. He's a man on a mission to prove that, you know, he's he's heard the story year after year since he's been here that, that he's been a good goalie, but his consistency hasn't been very good, that he's had upset downs, and I think he wants to prove this year that he can be the goalie that everyone thought he could be, and I've just seen a really motivated kid, and, you know, that's, that's made it tough on Jackson and Joey because they're two very quality goalies that came in with the desire to beat David out this year and try to earn time, and, and David, so far at least, has just been so motivated and himself so hard that he's been tough to beat out so uh, I think that's giving uh, David some some more consistency to his game and, and the other two though are, are showing that they can play as well you know they both played this year um, Joey and Relief went in and played very well and Jackson got a start against Wisconsin last Saturday night and did a phenomenal job so um, I think all in all that, that competition is a good thing between the three and they, they're really pushing each other Coach you talked about having be able to be a little bit more precise on special teams. Um, can you keep up a 47% power play clip? No chance. I joke with everybody. It's been downhill. You know, we were 70% after the first game, and it's just been downhill. To- you, you know, it was just happened to be our night against St. Thomas, that first night. It was their first game ever, Division One college hockey, and there were some nerves on their end. And, and we got a little puck luck too, and, and, and went that way. But, uh, um, you know, special teams, though, has been a key for us. It's, it's been a difference. Our penalty kill's been really solid. Our power play's been able to come through when needed. So, you know, it was a focus for us early that bullpenning uh, – were two of our focuses and, and so far that's been, that's been good, but it'll be tested this weekend for sure. Uh, CC playing on the smaller right now than, than the Olympic size they used to play on. They're, they're definitely more aggressive on their penalty kill. We can have some challenges there. and Obviously, as you know, seen them last week. The power play is pretty hot right now.
3: Okay. So i want to ask you about this, Brett, coming from the, uh, the state of hockey, if you will. Um, did you ever think that you were going to see six NCAA Division One hockey programs in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, no, but I,
0: you know what's neat about it, and I, I, I say this a lot, and it's it's when I walk into the rink every day and I look up and I see the Herb Brooks National Hockey Center and I have you know, a new statue of Herb right in front of the rink, and and you think about you know when he started the program here at st cloud state his goal was to add division one programs uh create more opportunities for minnesota kids to play division one college hockey more opportunities for coaches to coach at the division one level and and you think of the legacy of herb and what he did you know bringing st cloud to the division one level with then programs like you know mankato bemidji and st thomas following um uh, what, what a legacy and it's, it's, it's still paying off to this day. So pretty special to be working here during this time because her was such a big part. And I think being a, a guy that kind of really, you know, got the ball rolling with this.
2: Now uh, I, I'm not seeing it every day like you do. I, I know that if I walked to the arena, I know I would stare and stare at that statue for a while do you still? It's, I mean, you have to still notice it every
0: time you walk into the building, right? Every day. Every day. And I, and I see the name of the rank and, and I I see the statue there. And, and to me, it's, it's humbling to think that, you know, I'm, I'm able to coach at this level right now and, and, and be a part of what he built. And. Um, to me it's it's sounds cliche i guess but it's pretty humbling when i walk by and it also motivates me to be the best i can every day when i come in here so uh it's certainly a special statue when i named out in front of your your rink
3: okay last one for me brett and then we'll let you go because i know you got a lot of planning to do but um we we talk about and if people have been under a rock or something uh you came from uh university of minnesota duluth i'm a umd alum as well but um, are you settled in now and kind comfortable with the fact that uh, St. Cloud State is your home, and, and or, or is there still a little tug towards the Bulldogs?
0: No, it's, this is my home. It's interesting. I, I, I was talking to my twelve-year-old son the other day, and. and... I realized this is home and I asked him if, um, you know, if you never want to move again, he said, absolutely not. Dad, I love it here. You know, I, I don't want to move again. And I know my daughter doesn't either. And, and we found a great neighborhood. The, the, the community has been great. We love it. And, uh, and I love it here too. I was just meeting with our strength coach. who's a graduate assistant strength coach who we're hoping to hire here when he, when he graduates. And, and uh, he was just talking about how special this place is. And I feel the same thing, you know, right to, you know, our equipment manager, Jeremiah Minkle and Brian DeVean, our athletic trainer, all the way up to Heather Williams, our athletic director and, and everybody around the program. It's a special place. And, Jake, our strength coach, and I were both talking. There's not a day that I don't love coming to the rink around here. And uh, and it's it's just a home. It's, it's certainly my home now, and, and it, it feels that way. Our fam- my family's comfortable here, and I, and I love coming to the rink. And I guess lastly, I'll say that I, I love, love being able to coach these guys. We've got a great group of guys in the room. Uh, they're guys that, that want it. They're good kids, um, and they care about the program. We want to be the, the guys to put this program over the top. Our staff wants to be the guys that puts this program over the top. It's one more step, and, and we got to find a way to get there. And it's it's definitely home for me, Brett. I'd be remiss. Oh, hold
3: on one second, Paul. I got to follow that up, uh, uh, Brett. I know that uh, it was a tough summer for all of us in the hockey world with the loss of uh, uh, Mac Motzko, and uh, I know how much he meant to the program at St. Cloud state. And he had that same love for St. Cloud. He made the trip up there even after they moved. So if you could just tell everybody here in the Southwest about, uh, Mac Motzko and what you guys are doing with the seat save for Mac and, and, and how you guys have gotten through that as a program too.
0: Yeah, obviously devastating for the community and obviously the Motzko family and and, and Bob and his, his entire family. I mean, you know, it's it's probably never easy, and and it sounds again like you know everyone had nice things to say about Mac and all this stuff, but it was all true. It was all real, and he was that genuine. He was he was that good a kid, and, and uh, Bobby Shelley did a great job of raising that young man because he was all character. He was all heart. He loved St. Cloud, um, and I, I tell the story, and I I <laughs> I think it's kind of funny, but I just got the job, and I've never met David Rennick or goalie yet and david was flying in and i knew he was flying in that day and uh and sudden so there's a knock in my door here at the office i open it and there's a kind of tall good-looking kid with dark hair and i think it's david rennick and the kid reaches out his hands and i coach and i go hey how was the trip in he goes i <laughs> um, fine i go oh, are you tired he goes uh no I, I i go how long did it take you to get here he goes, i don't know like two minutes we lived just down the road <laughs> I said, You're not David Reddick, are you not even rent a car? He goes, no, I'm Mac Moscow. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and, 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 and Mac says to me, he goes, Coach, you know, this place means the world to me. And I just want you to know, even though there's going to be a new coach, I'm still going to love this place. And uh, I'm going to love the Huskies. And it was just, for me, a pretty special moment that he did that. I mean, he grew up in the locker room, he was around the players all the time. Uh, the players loved him. And uh, obviously, obviously just a huge loss for, for everybody involved. And, you know, Garrett Raboyne, um, bought that seat, actually paid for the season ticket. Uh, I think he wanted to do a tribute to the Moscow family and then the school put the, the Moscow sticker on there and saved that seat for Mac. And it's, it's kind of neat for me because obviously as the head coach, here, my seats are the same seats where, where, uh, that Bob had. And, um, and we just kind of moved a little bit and, you know, my, I get to see my son and his friends now sitting up there, and and they can see that, and the fans can see it, and I, I just think it's it's something really special, and it is pretty cool. And it goes back to your first question: If this has become home, the people here are phenomenal, and obviously, it was a tough loss for everybody around here, and it's it's been a really good way to honor their family.
3: All right, Brett, I'll let uh, Paul get the last question in here, and then we'll let you go. I promise. <laughs> I had a question that that wasn't even hockey-related, coach. Just because I see things sometimes on, on on the profiles and things, criminology.
0: Where did where did yeah. that come from? And, and 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 I assume at some point you used it. Uh, in, in coaching, but how did that? Oh, get yeah, I tell the guys I deal with delinquents all the time. There, I all those guys. Um, actually, my, growing up, my dad was the deputy chief of police in Duluth, uh, where I grew up, and uh, that got us out of some sticky messes when I was playing at UMD. I can tell you. But um, oh, you well, I don't know if I, you I, want to tell us now. I would wait till a little more. Practice. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to follow in his footsteps and I wanted to be a policeman. You know, it's funny. I grew up there and just never saw myself leaving. But then hockey kind of took me on a different path. I was fortunate to be able to play out in San Diego for four years, go over to Europe for almost seven. And, um, you know, just, just really grew to love the game even more and met some people and coaching along the way. And obviously, I, I, I kind of changed my tune and knew that I wanted to be a coach someday. So, um, but, but at one point, I thought I'd be back in, in Duluth being a policeman right now. Brett, we appreciate
3: your time as always. Congratulations on the great start and great last season, and uh, hold down that number
0: one spot for a while, okay? Hey, we just got to make sure we're ready for CC Friday night. We know we, we got the bullseye on the back, and uh, and we got going to be ready because we're going to be through a really
3: good team. But thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure, Brett. Uh, that's Brett Larson, the head coach of the uh, St. Cloud State Huskies, the number one ranked St. Cloud State Huskies. We'll be right back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly.
2: Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening oh! to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and
1: loaded. All right. Still
0: got it. Still got it. Who's old now?
1: Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly.
3: All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's our Tuesday night staple where Paul and I get to talk with some fantastic hockey coaches, players, personalities. And uh, certainly Brett Larson is right up there near the top. Uh, Paul, you know, the drill after we, uh, we visit with a guest, I heard something, you heard something. What did you hear from, uh, head coach of the Huskies?
2: Well, there's actually a few things that, uh, that, that caught my ear, so to speak. Um, and, and, you know, two of them had to do with the stuff off the ice that we actually got to there at the end. Um, and the other thing, uh, the stuff that's on the ice, um, you know, we're sitting there and he's talking he goes, the goal is to make the tournament. OK, um, yeah, the, you know, we don't care how just make the tournament. And he proved it last year. Just get well, in, right? Listen, he's, he's a- I mean, oh, God, I boxed myself into this into my own corner here. <laughs> you just have to get in by point zero 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 one, right? To, 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 to play <laughs> for the national championship. Uh, it's happened before. We're not going to mention by who, but, you know, um, you know, get in the tournament. It, they're not focused on they're they're focused on one game at a time. Like he also said, we're just worried about Friday night. OK, um, he didn't ask me for my magic number. Well, because the magic number for him, as he said, was one. So let's, <laughs> okay. let's call it just like it in. is. All right. Um, get in the tournament. No matter how just get in the tournament. You know, they're not, uh, do they want to win the conference during the regular season? Sure, do they want to win the conference tournament? Make it easy,
3: sure, but they don't care how. Just get in the tournament. Yeah, and, and they did it last year, Paul. They they like he said that their toughest game that he thought in all of the uh, the playoffs, if you will, was against Colorado College, w- who was without a number of players who were right. on COVID protocol at the NCAA tournament. They got a two-one win yeah, a- in order to game. advance to the next round. I mean, they right. could have been eliminated. Uh, everybody agrees they would have probably. Uh, yeah, they probably would have still been. got into the but tournament. That's not the point. No, and, and the other part of it is, is that you you want to go in, and uh, seeding is important. I mean, uh, uh, a number one seed versus a number four seed somewhere, mm, it's a pretty big deal. Well, listen, everybody tries
2: to avoid Air Force. Uh, it's just the way it is. We, we call that the Air Force effect. <laughs> true all right true I mean, this is that's you know that we're, that we're, that's not something we made up i mean um can we say
3: that's also true with quinnipiac people would well, like to know, avoid I mean, quinnipiac if they could
2: uh quinnipiac whatever i mean uh, yeah okay i mean yeah what i mean uh, okay uh I, I know where you're coming I, I from with that. But, I digress. Go ahead. Silly. Um, uh, at that point, you made the tournament.
3: That's all that mattered. At that point. I'm not just talking about ASU. I'm talking about in the past. Quinnipiac has been a tough out every time they get in the tournament.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't even I don't even know where that came from. I mean. Uh, You'll have to explain to me when we're done here what the heck you mean by it. But uh...
3: <laughs> I'm just saying that they're a tough out, and yeah, a lot of times not, they're you not don't... usually a four seed, though. I know, but you don't normally think of Quinnipiac being like the powerhouse that's going to win a national championship. They're good, they're solid, they do good things, but you don't put them up there with Saint Cloud, Minnesota State uh, teams like that, the Bulldogs. Well, you uh... don't, you don't, because
2: you have blinders on. <laughs> Okay. No, I, I got has been a, <laughs> a a a um a consistent threat over the last 10 years to win this thing. Okay. I mean that's not
3: that's not a shock. No, no, but what I'm—you're missing my point. My point no, is missing, that the, the point they're is solid. your, your, your you don't eyes wanna, don't go past the Mississippi River. Oh, yes, they do. But you no, don't yeah. want to—you uh, don't want to play. Quinn, that's what I'm saying. I'm giving Queen, Quinnipiac a bunch of credit because you don't want to play them mm, if you can avoid like them. I mean, who wants to play Quinnipiac? Ask Arizona State. I don't think they want to play them in two weeks. Well, sure they do.
2: I mean, if they if you if you're telling me that. You're gonna play him in the NCAA tournament every year. Where do you sign up for that? Yeah.
3: Okay. All right. I digress. Um, Clearly. So, w- so what else did you what uh, would you hear well, before I jump uh, in the, and I told you what I heard? The the. Do you want me to save you one of the stories
2: there at the end, or do you, there, you, you... save me the Montcalm one, please? Okay, that's fine. I, I love that. Uh, um, the story about you know because I asked him about his his criminology major, and I'm like. That's awesome, and, and he's like uh, a couple of times it, it, it saved our butts. I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I kind of remember those days. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably did I, I didn't have a chief of police to save my butt, but uh, you know, um, uh, let's just say there were a few times where it, it you know, I, I didn't. I, I would sit there and be like, God, I wish I knew somebody to help me out of this, but you know, <laughs> fortunately,
3: uh,
2: in, 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 you weren't in, Brent in Larson. Well, yeah, and in the mid '80s, things were a little different. So,
3: yeah, for sure. And uh, well, I'll start off with the uh, the thing that got me is still tears in my eyes uh, every time I think about it is um, just the the love that they have for Mac Motzko and, and the return love that Mac Motzko had for Col- or for uh, Saint Cloud State. Um, the kid grew up in the locker room with his dad, Bob Motzko, as the coach. Then they moved on, and Bob took the job at the University of Minnesota. And, uh, the family moved, uh, to the Minneapolis suburbs, but Mac decided after the first year that he wanted to go back and become part of the St. Well, not become remain part of the St. Cloud community and actually stayed up there and went to school there during the week with, with friends and came back home to see his parents on the weekend, made that 60, 65 mile an hour trip in Minnesota all year round, all during the school year. Um, he wanted to be a part of that. Um, and, and it was funny when when Brett shared that story about how he was expecting David Rennick to walk through the door and instead it that's was uh, Mac Motzko and uh, since he'd never met David Rennick he wasn't sure who he was and uh, <laughs> nearly Mac Motzko became his goaltender. yeah clear close enough <laughs> I mean that that's yeah,
2: I those, those are great stories and he can tell those.
3: Okay, and then, then then what else I heard from is uh, a quiet confidence. I mean, it's, it's starting his third year at uh, St. Cloud State, uh, grew up in in Duluth, Minnesota, uh, went to high school there, played at UMD, coached with Scott Sandlin for a number of years, um, basically cut his teeth in coaching uh, with the Bulldogs, and then uh, took, took a job because it was the, the head coaching job. I mean, you can't say no to those. They don't come along. Uh, very often so he he moves to st cloud moves his family there he said now and i wanted to ask him that point blank so i did i said uh is everybody comfortable are you comfortable with st cloud right now or do you still have some reaches and uh, and things in duluth and he said you know what um we're happy we we like it here we we found a home here and our kids don't want to move again i you know i
2: i do i definitely understand that too i mean uh moved around a lot when i was a kid and maybe not as much as a coach's family or say a military family, but enough where I hated it.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, especially as a kid, you know, you're making new friends and it's hard sometimes it's probably even tougher now because, um, it's not like you go in the backyard and play with your friends very often. It's like, uh, you know, you, you share video games or you, you share social media things on your phone or whatever. It's, it's completely a different atmosphere, but, uh, so so those are the two things that really caught my my uh, ear. The other thing that caught my ear was um, just his respect for the NCHC. I mean, I, I said arguably, and then I changed it and said, no, I think it is. And he said, no, it definitely is the toughest conference and the best conference in uh, all of college hockey. And that kind of leads me into where we're going next, which is uh, the opening weekend and some of the matchups that are going on. So. Uh, our thanks to Brett for joining us. Uh, I know he's got a very busy schedule. I will run into him uh, in just a couple of days when he arrives down here in Colorado College, and I forgot to tell him that he's going to come into what sixty sixty five degrees and sunshine this weekend. So it's going to be now, good for Coach. Him. Run now! <laughs> uh, he's going to love it. Uh, so anyway. Um, uh, let's break down these these series, uh, these four series in the NCHC. So we'll save uh, Denver and Colorado College for the last, and we'll talk first about UMD uh, facing off against Western Michigan.
2: Well, I mean.
3: Right out of the guns, Paul.
2: Well, listen, I mean, you have, uh, I mean, wh- wh- I, all I'm going to do is repeat myself. Western Michigan is probably uh, as hot as anybody right now. And you know they're going to be fired up playing at home, playing over there at Lawson after they just had a weekend sweep on the road where they came back from 5 nothing in one of the games, won the game. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to get my dartboard out and just start throwing it. And start throwing the darts <laughs> i mean if you
3: don't have, i mean just don't seriously. do a blindfold just just don't do a blindfold just have them on and what's throw the darts. What's
2: the, what's the difference no matter what <laughs> i hit it it's, it'll be like how you would pick these games um, yeah yeah uh, absolutely you know especially these the, the these uh, this series and and you know denver's we'll see what if, if, we're if, going to get there hold on. Hold, helps.
3: on hold on hold on we got to go to miami and ohio uh, and, and Omaha, I'm sorry, Miami, Ohio, and Omaha. Um, Miami is traveling to Omaha. Um, you and I talked about Omaha. I believe Omaha's got a really, really good hockey team. What well, I haven't seen yet from Omaha is uh, some real stellar competition for them. And not that I'm saying Miami's going to be the best, but we know one thing, they got a heck of a goaltender.
2: Well, that's just it. They're, you know, uh, in in this conference – right now you have the six teams that pretty much uh, w- woven in and out of the, the top of the rankings in terms of the polls, whether it's the uh, mine or anybody else's. Okay. um, And you have a, a team in CC that's, that's, that's coming up and, 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 A lot of new enthusiasm between the building and the coach. And then you have the team that finished last in the conference last year in Miami with the first-team all-conference goalie. And he was only a freshman.
3: Yeah, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And, and, you
2: know, with with Ludwig Pearson, if, if you go in there thinking that you're gonna beat Miami because you're more talented than they are. It's hockey. You could run in. I mean, go ahead, Herb. Goalie, come on, Herb, get it out. You can't win on talent alone. Ah, good one. Good okay? one. Okay, go, uh, I don't quite have the accent that you do, but you know, um, the the fact of the matter is, um, like I said, eighth place team last year, first team all conference goalie. Because in hockey, that's the equalizer. And if you go in and you don't play and you let the goalie get hot and that the other team gets some confidence that they can stay in that game and win, it happens more than its fair share of times. So absolutely, if if Omaha doesn't come
3: to play, even though they're at home, they're going to have a problem too. Okay. So that leads us to the first of our two coverage teams, uh, Denver traveling to North Dakota. I had a chance to visit with, uh, coach Carl today. Um, I believe it's up on uh, the website and YouTube for sure under coach speak, uh, with David Carl, uh, we chatted a little bit with, um, the week off. They had a bye week Um, they, they went into the week prior to the bye week at four and oh, um, he learned some. I asked him that. I said, "Did you learn some things from your team on the road?" He goes, "Yeah, we're not mentally tough enough." Um, he said, "We weren't mentally tough enough to overcome a uh, a charge from Providence on Friday night, and they got us five four, even though we were up four one starting the third. And then he said, "We weren't mentally tough enough to uh, to rebound against Boston College." And he flat out said, "Boston College is better than us, but but uh, we we didn't." Uh, respond the way I wanted us to respond. So they had a week to think about it. Uh, He had a chance to visit with the players and do some different things, and now they're off to Nodak. Well, yeah, you know nothing like going right out of the frying pan and into the fire, right? Well, if you're going to go to the fire in North Dakota, uh, and I told him this, I said, I think you're probably a little bit happy that you're going to North Dakota not only for the weather, On November fifth and sixth, but also because uh, North Dakota typically the way they reload is it takes them a little while to get uh, to get restarted. So if you're going to catch North Dakota, and you saw that Penn State caught them uh, last weekend at the uh, U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game, so Denver uh, right now might be catching Denver or uh, North Dakota at a good time and uh, get that trip to North Dakota out of the way early. Well, I think you're going
2: to see that you got two teams that are going to try and rebound from bad weekends, and you're yeah you're one, gonna see. one just a week removed with the bye week, but well, yeah, yeah you're it's right. still okay. Um and and and, and we're going to see you probably learn a lot about both teams regardless of who wins. Probably learn a lot about both teams this weekend.
3: Totally agree with you, my friend. That leads us to the last game, if you will, of the, uh, the weekend. Uh, Col- uh, St. Cloud State traveling to Colorado College at Ed Robeson Arena. I will be at that one for our Spotlight Series. If um, they let you in. And I'm uh, sure they'll lock so. the doors L- when you're Yeah, I, I got my fingers crossed. I haven't heard from Jerry today, so maybe. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> run, Jerry, but, but, run. Uh, Brett, Brett is confident in his uh, group, but he's not overconfident. He knows that uh, Colorado College uh, uh, is not as what everybody thinks they are. They think they're a rebuilding program that just doesn't have anything. And uh, Air Force found that out, that if you don't come with your A-game, um, Colorado College – and and let's be honest, I talked with some of the Colorado College players last weekend, and uh, th- they want to protect their barn. I mean, it's now their home. Uh, you, you heard what Matthew Gleason told me. I said, I said to him uh, – are you comfortable in your home? And he said, oh, we're comfortable. Have you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, yeah, Matthew. Yeah, I
2: have. Um, first, first conference game in the new building for Colorado College. Um, and as Coach Larson said, they, they, they know they got a target on their backs. You know, you're the quote-unquote top-ranked team in the country. Uh, to use your words is i had him second you know whatever um i can't it's out there so it's not like i can hide from it um you get you you get your a you get everybody's a game <laughs> and yeah so and, and and i certainly am pretty positive that uh, CC doesn't want to go through, um, shall we say, another, um, well, I don't know, I I don't want to use uh, another takedown, so to speak, from the coach like he did after they uh, (sighs) lost that Friday night game. (laughs)
3: <laughs> you think there was a takedown? I'm telling you, there was no takedown. Well, you he, get he the point. Frust- he was frustrated. You could see it on his face when we right. interviewed him. And right. then, uh, but by the next morning, uh, probably before the next morning, before the bus got back to Colorado College, uh, which is only 12 miles, um, yeah. he was probably already uh, cool, calm, and collected. He and, probably uh, was. But I guarantee you, his players noticed meeting. how pissed. Oh, yeah. And they had a meeting, and the meeting was basically about let's get back to playing Colorado College Tigers, and more importantly, let's find out what our program is all about. We're going to find out this weekend. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, um, and finally, uh, Atlanta hockey kicks off too, and uh, Air Force um, going on the road. Your thoughts on uh, on what Air Force is
2: going to find out about? Well, listen, I mean – they're going to rebound, right? I mean, whether or not they win or lose the game this weekend, they're, they're, they're going to rebound uh, uh, or certainly play better than they did uh, last week or at least last Saturday. Um, Niagara is struggling right now, and Air Force is one of two teams in the league not to have played a conference game. Um. And you know this, you're gonna see. We we know the kids at Air Force are mentally tough. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um. Can I throw I, this I out too about to Air rebound? Force?
3: Paul, can I throw this out that I don't think it's mentioned enough, especially after last Saturday night? Okay. Um, that was the second night back for Alex Schilling, who uh, was gone for a week. Uh, at a wedding, his brother's wedding, I believe. Um, so he might not have been his his sharpest. And don't forget, they were missing Willie Rhyme. and I don't care. Uh, Willie Rhyme is their leader on and off the ice. And uh, when you have Willie on the ice, um, I don't know that it gets out of hand as quickly as it did just because he's got the ability to calm the bench down. Well, listen, I mean,
2: uh, uh, it definitely makes a difference. Uh, I mean, uh, we're also going to get a test to see what Nia- where Niagara's at because uh this is their first home game of the season uh, they they took it on they, they they took it on the road to start the season with a couple uh at north dakota and a couple at penn state uh before opening yikes. up the conference play <laughs> yikes yeah so um even though they're one in five
3: okay um you know, four of those six were pretty brutal games. Uh, well, having to yeah, go up against I mean, North Dakota and go against
2: Penn State and opening up conference play at Sacred Heart on the road, and you split that series. Um, so you know there are a bunch of different things that uh, are woven into that series. Um, we'll 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 see how Air Force bounces back and see how now Ni- Niagara plays to open up their season at home. Um,
3: so there's a couple of threads there to look at. Absolutely, and of course, Arizona State with their bye week this week before they uh, venture out to, uh, to Quinnipiac. Yeah. Paul, are you still contemplating, or is it getting closer? Well, contemplating. Yeah, I just like I said, it was, <laughs> I, it's a week and a half. I mean, uh,
2: yeah, I can't, I can't think that far ahead. I just have too much. <laughs> Stuff going on <laughs> between too. now and then. Me
3: too. I'm just worried about waking up tomorrow morning, Paul. Yeah, that's
2: that's <laughs> usually that's the first goal is to get up tomorrow morning. So.
3: Uh, so anyway, that's what's going on with the teams in our conference. Of course, uh, uh, NCHC will have, uh, of course, the brightest light because uh, they are, in fact, the best conference. Uh, I know Paul Hornstein is probably logging into uh, a Thursday night game this week in Atlanta Hockey. Am I right or am I wrong on this one? Well, I I don't know Holy uh, Cross
2: Holy Cross. Well, yeah, it's on. I I believe I have access to that game.
3: It's on NBC Sports. But then
2: I'll be able to to to, to catch some of Holy it for sure. Cross I mean,
3: at Notre Dame.
2: Well, the Islanders are playing at the same time too, oh. so I'll be flipping back and forth.
3: <laughs> oh, that darn Islander thing! Yeah, always I gets know. in the way, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I don't know. How
3: close are thing. they to opening that building?
2: Well, today's what the second. 18 more days.
3: Ah, but who's it's counting? Number 20th. Right? Who's counting? No,
2: no Islander fan <laughs> is counting at all. So
3: I bet not. About. I bet not. No. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just a couple other things uh, Joey Decord made a start last night. And, uh, thank you, Dave Haxtell for starting up against the it's Oilers. Edmonton. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, it was a five, two loss for the Kraken, but, uh, Joey getting his feet wet in the, uh, the Kraken organization, the, uh, they're off to a little bit of a rocky start, but uh, the the compete is there. And congratulations to Joey for getting going. Also, uh, our uh, uh, Pasternak brothers, um, Steen, still down in sunny Orlando. I mean, that's a punishment, isn't it? You're going to the ECHL. Here's your ticket to S- Orlando. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> not Saskatoon or somewhere.
2: No, I, well, don't don't knock Saskatoon. At least not. <laughs> for another w- I, few
3: weeks until the i've been i've been there can I, I can knock it <laughs> okay anyway uh and brinson uh injured but uh still on the uh, the up and up rising part of the uh surprising san jose sharks so we're happy about that and of course uh um our, our our guy, Tyler Bush, uh, had his tryout with the uh, Henderson Silver Knights and unfortunately was released from that tryout. So not sure where Tyler is right now. We'll try to check in on that too and, and keep track. And, of course, um, everything this weekend is all about college hockey, right, Paul? Always.
2: Always. <laughs> Except for... You know,
3: <laughs> the, Islanders. the Islanders, every now yeah. and then, yeah. <laughs> and, by the, and by four, the way, you're, they, they
2: get th- after playing one game right. in 10 days, now they're going to have three games in four nights. So, right. and,
3: and by the way, your, your landlord is not going to be happy because his, uh, depleted roster got whooped up by Austin Matthews in the, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're an Austin fan. You're just not a Maple Leaf fan. Correct. 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 Okay. Just want to make sure we got that out. So, our thanks to Brett Larson, head coach of St. Cloud State University, the Huskies, for joining us tonight. And, uh, Paul, take it away, and uh, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios
2: has been brought to you by Behind the Mask and its three valley locations on ice or in line. We are the go to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Buy Summer Skates. Outfit your entire team with personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com and click on the green squad locker tab. M-Drive for your immune system. Help build lean muscle mass and making it through the day without the afternoon crash. Go to mdriveformen.com and see how the high-protein, low-carb start shakes can work for you. Buy Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, world-class education, and a destination city. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Stop in for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or get the three-time Best of Vegas winning barbecue at your next Allegiant Stadium event. Boost Mobile. You choose, you save. Mix and match any line to create your own family plan with prices as low as $15 a month per line. And by the NCHC and nchc.tv. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it, and nchc.tv has it covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store. Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network.
3: Very well done, my friend. Uh, Okay, Colorado fans, listen up. This is the deal for you. If you're traveling with Denver and you're going to Grand Forks, get over to the Red Pepper and eat. Uh, You can't go to Grand Forks without going to the Red Pepper. If you're in Colorado College, Colorado Springs, I should say, and you're going to the Colorado College-St. Cloud State game, get down to Panino's downtown. It's just a short walk, literally about three blocks from that fabulous new ed Robson arena that's where i'm going for dinner paul i'm going to i'm going to panino's i'm going to get some spaghetti and meatballs i'm going to enjoy myself before i go in and enjoy a great hockey game the spotlight series of the week between colorado college and saint cloud state um uh, you know anything about niagara um yeah nothing. i just i actually you know nothing there. okay do you know where to eat there is there a good place to go if you're uh, an air force fan and you're in niagara new york Oh, I didn't say I didn't say it was recently. <laughs> okay, okay, folks, you're on your own in Niagara Falls, New York, uh, with well, their. Listen, reports. it's Niagara but, uh,
2: Falls. I mean, besides, <laughs> stay on the falls, have a picnic lunch. Well, let me just let's say this: if you're going up there, it's probably a little cold now, but that made it a mist ride. It's fun stuff.
3: <laughs> He's got it down for you, folks. All right, again, once again, thanks to Brett Larson, the head coach of Saint Cloud State, for joining us. Paul and I will be back on Sunday night to give you the recap on College Hockey Southwest Live. And Stephen Marsh and I will be with you tomorrow night for Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. And of course, don't forget our professional Hockey Southwest week with Rob Rothfarb and myself on Monday nights. We have you covered the quad pod of Hockey Podcast, 7:30 p.m. Mountain Time, live on the Podbean app. And Paul, guess what? Sunday morning is when things get back to daylight savings time is over and we get back to 7 30 p.m mountain time in arizona so yeah if you're in arizona yeah, it's 9 30 you're back on mountain time 9 30 <laughs> just keep it at 9 30 we're gonna go on eastern time from now folks no i'm kidding it's always gonna be 7 30 p.m mountain time good night everybody good night